just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 99 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season five, episode 11. You're going to need someone on your motherfucking side. I'm Drew Barrymore, and you're listening to The Ravens Podcast with Simon and Dom. So hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast where it is always what, Dom? 10.30 at night. So it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard and move on up stairs and settle in because tonight's episode for debate is season five episode 11 you're gonna need someone on your motherfucking side Dom, we are here. What's happening, my man? All good, my friend. All good. I was thinking, wouldn't it be hilarious if we stopped the podcast after this episode? We never made it to 100. (laughs) Imagine if someone did that. Lex, (laughs) finish your fucking vegetables. If you put them on the plate, gobble them up. You ain't getting down off the table until that plate is empty. (laughs) We will never let you down. We'll do this until we're fucking dead. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But we're going at the same time. Rewatch it. (laughs) Well, with that being said, we have our first and only Ravon. That's how they say it in France, Tom. A Ravon with us and i mean i'm not just talking about a regular Ravon. No, in no. fact i'm talking about the motherfucking king there's a discord you're familiar with the discord dom i'm very familiar with the discord i'm involved i'm there i'm present you're in every channel of the discord minus one which is a spoiler channel for one tree hill but besides that, you're in there, you set up shop. I'm in there too, but you and I and everyone else are mere peasants because there is a king of the Discord, royalty, crown, diamond-encrusted crown. That shit's worth a billion, trillions. And it belongs on the head of Chuck Chuck, you're here. What's happening, our liege? I can't live up to that hype that you just set up, but thank you. <laughs> just, wow. Uh, how's it going? How's it going? It's going well. Dom, how are you? We're in, we're in the presence of royalty. I, I feel blessed and honoured and nervous and everything because we are in the presence of Discord royalty it's so good to have you back on chuck and it's there's three of us have we done yes. was the last episode the two of us simon actually showed up this time yeah <laughs> <laughs> so simon you were 
you were real. Were you? No, Simon had stuff going on the last time and couldn't make it. He was ill this week, but has fought through and battled whatever disease he had or has still got to make it here for you, Chuck. Well, I'm glad you did because I was actually getting worried there for a second. I was like, oh, <laughs> just I, me. A couple, I you, think you because like a couple, like over the weekend you said you were still sick. I was like, oh. <laughs> I wouldn't dare miss this. And I must I make this public apology for my uh, lack of an appearance last time. I'm so sorry, but so glad that we get to do this now and we get to do it on a great episode. But we kind of get well, not that it was my not that it was my intention, but the revenge of you not showing up was that was the first episode where the discourse, the discourse started with the order of the questions at the end. That's where it starts. <laughs> so I like that because yeah. I fucked it up. <laughs> if you want to look at it that way, yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> I've I've just come to realize that Chuck is your Sophie. Yes. <laughs> how, how so? So Sophie, if you're listening, Simon does it to other Ravens too. Because <laughs> so, so, Sophie is uh, Dom. You didn't miss an episode, but was only available for like 10 minutes or something of an episode. And we kept thinking that Dom just hated Sophie and we couldn't get them <laughs> together. But of course that's not the case. It's just, you know, yeah, that, but that is the only episode on our channel. I think we're, we're at about 190 overall. And that is the only one episode that I don't feature on. So it's, so it's it's I, it's unique. It's it's an it's it's just it's there. It's there for the taking. <laughs> it's very unique. Yeah, and I enjoyed listening to it because I actually got to listen to it as a legitimate fan of our podcast because I had no idea what was going to be said or how it was or anything. So I actually I really enjoyed that episode. And hopefully you didn't you didn't agree with the rating because we just said screw it. He's going with our score. <laughs> well, I had that coming. I deserved that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? When in doubt, just say eight. It's like picking B in multiple choice. You just pick B. <laughs> I like that's that. Not, you're that's not what, sure. That's what with, just say eight. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do with six and seven. Six and yeah. seven is mine. <laughs> well, Chuck, we have some obligatory questions that, of course, we need to ask uh, that, that Dom has to hand. So, uh, Dom, please. Okay, so... As we have been for this whole season so far, I'll ask the questions. I'll give my answers first. Simon, you do your second, and then it gives Chuck a bit more time. Chuck, you can pick anyone that we've met up until now. Simon, you can do the same. It doesn't necessarily have to be aimed at this episode, but it can be if you want. All of mine are aimed at the current episode. So here they come. Question number one. If you had to start a band with any of the main characters, who would it be? Maximum of two. I picked Rachel. We all know I dislike Rachel massively, but I picked Rachel. And mostly the reasons why, because of the band name. So what would your band name be? And I picked Forgot Which Way Was Up, because it's something that she says in the episode. And I thought, oh, that's that's quite good. I'm going to have that as the band name. I quite liked it. I thought it was a bit more artsy rather than, you know, going for um, Stupid Druggy Bitch as our, as our band name. But yeah, we went for that. And... Uh, if Peyton was your manager and organizing your rider, what would be the one demand you would make? And it, mine was an envelope of cash. I want cash at every gig. Um, and that's it. Yeah, they're, they're my choices. So Simon. It, it sounds like a bad 2006 Easy Core band. 
That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what we'll be as well. <laughs> Simon, who are you picking? Who's in your band with you? Max two. I'm going to take Dan and Patty. Yes, you are. And your band name will be? Uh, so Pat, just for anyone that can't remember this episode or just listen up, this is Dan's just got out of prison and uh, he sweet talks his way into bed with Patty, who works at a uh, sports sports shop. Um, I yeah, so Dan and Patty, the name would be Jailhouse Rock. Nice because they rocked and Jailhouse. And the rider would be, what would you want when you get out of prison? Just loads of Nandos. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. You come out of prison, going straight to Nandos. Yeah, that's nice. where I'd want to go. Get my <laughs> spice on. So Peyton will provide that at every gig from now on. Just okay. Nandos for you. And Chuck, your honour, my lord, whatever we want to call you. Who are you having a band with? Who are you starting a band with? I'm going to start a band with Mia and Owen. Ooh, okay. We're going to be be called Yardle. Yardle? Yes. We're going to put umlauts over the A and the E, just because. (laughs) We like uh, a festive umlaut. I've already thought this out, too. We're going to be like a fucking... We're just going to be an acapella band that just sings Creed songs. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think Mia, yeah, because I think Mia can do that because she kind of already does. She's a good singer, but she does do that little thing where their voice at the end of like the lines where it's like, oh, stop, don't do that. (laughs) Don't go full stab on us now. Uh, (laughs) Uh, And what's going to be on your rider, my friend? What's what's paying? You know what? Just because we need something crazy, how about like a three foot pool full of gummy bears? (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Get that in there. Yeah. I like it. Well, that is all yours. Well done, gentlemen. Cracking answers as always. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> okay. Well, Chuck, shall we shall we shall we start to dissect this episode? That'll be a good time as any, yeah. So what's going on? What, what can I what can I start by asking? So you chose this episode to to feature on is there a particular reason why this episode stuck out for you or is this just where like the gaps were well by the time i decided to pick an episode there was there was only a few episodes left there wasn't really any that stuck out to me but i was like this is a chase return i've got to get into that one <laughs> oh my god the ferret face on that kid <laughs> hey Dom, your reaction. I mean, how do you feel the ferret man is back? Oh my god. It was it was such a shock, such a surprise. I was trying to work out who Owen's friend was, and I thought it's gonna be someone we know, someone we've met before. And I was desperate for it to be Whitey. I mean, Chuck has even, you know, messaged in the Discord that it, you know, should it, could have been whitey and let's put pictures up of that which was you know fantastic um and it just kind of highlights the fact that whitey hasn't really been around at all so needs to make some sort of reappearance um but yeah very surprised to see chase uh reappear slightly less obnoxious and annoying than uh you know when he was a teenager in high school so that was good i thought that was good um 
And he also had some, you know, relatively good kind of advices for people and, you know, has proven that he's a decent friend and a decent guy, you know, because Owen has a lot of respect for him and a lot of time for him. Um, and and he really helped him out when he was going through his drug problem. Um, and seems to be on a normal path. Yeah, we talk about normal path and trajectories and, you know, occupations and stuff. And he says, you know, he's training to be a pilot, he's paying for his flying lessons by selling carpets. He's a carpet salesman, you know, and that's a normal thing. And that, that's what I really, that's what I want to get a little bit more of out of this show is, is less of the crazy wild, I'm, you know, uh, fashion guru kind of thing to, yeah, I just sell carpets so that I can pay for my pilot's license, which is, you know, admirable. So not a bad encounter. He's still massively ferrety though. Hugely ferrety. I think if anything, he's got younger as well, but he's still incredibly ferrety. If anything, there's a splash of meerkat in there now. (laughs) Chuck, how did you feel about the return of Chase? Kind of echoing what um, Dom said. He just, he, you you didn't expect him to show up and, but he really just wasn't as annoying, but there wasn't really room for him to be annoying because he was kind of the odd man out in the whole situation. And he Mm -hmm. kind of like him having a a leg up on his buddy Owen and not really knowing much about their relationship, but you kind of kind of assume that Owen's the cooler of the two. So for him to have like, Hey, yeah, you see that girl you're with, I was with her first and teasing him about that, but that's just harmless guy stuff. And, but like I said, that's a, it's good to see him maturing a little bit and, echoing what he said to a relatable character to just be having a normal job. And we've noticed this with a few characters that have returned. They, all the ones that have just popped up all have normal jobs. <laughs> That's true. That's mm. true. <laughs> the further out of the, the uh, fab five, I guess you, uh, you get the closer you get to, to normality. <laughs> and then even Rachel, which is not a good thing. I mean that that that's an unfortunately a normal problem with people that age sometimes or any age. So. Yeah, for real, for real, and we will we will dive into all of that, all of that. Um, do you know who wasn't annoying this episode was Jamie, and I thought that the actor playing him was doing a really great job with so many points. It just seemed very genuine, like just watching a child which, I mean, I know to a certain extent, I guess he's probably just playing himself, you know, he's a, playing a small boy. Um, but I thought he was really good. I liked him, wasn't annoying in the slightest. Yeah, he was dressed like Dennis the Menace for the majority of the episode, which was fine. And he just wanted to, you know, help his parents get back together and he was doing everything he could to kind of push them that way and, you know, in a in the kiddie kind of childish way that, you know, he does so uh and there he is because he's a four-year-old or whatever a five-year-old so when he was like can we play guitar hero it wasn't guitar hero rock band, hero. band rock, rock band. band that's it rock band um let's play rock band together let's play rock band together and um getting a lot of pushback from from Haley, of course um and nathan was like well i'll play with you but psh, your mom doesn't want to play whatever um <laughs> So yeah, it was a, it was a shame. It was a shame, and and you know, luckily he had his kind of guardian angel skills, kind of looking out for him and and helping him out. Um, but yeah, did a pretty good job. Got to say, he he was 
he was on it in this episode. Can we take a moment to talk about, so we kind of spoke about this on the after party of the watch along and I'm not trying to make fun if it's like a medical thing or I'm not making fun at all uh, or not trying to, you know, take away if it's something that can't be helped, but Sophia Bush's voice in this episode in particular is incredibly grating and frustrating. I watched some of this with Ephany and uh, I mentioned, I was like, Oh, I was talking about some of the off-screen stuff about between Chad Michael Murray and Sophia Bush and whatever. She was asking about it. And I was like, yeah, and you know, this, that, and the other. And she was like, with which one? The one with the with the croaky voice. And I was like, yes, her, Sophia Bush. And it's like, I, I think it can detract from her performance. Like, I think it makes the performance seem a bit, like, overdramatic or forced. I don't know. Am I being mean? Did it bother you? Like, Chuck, does does the voice annoy you? I've, I'm so used to that kind of a voice just in my own life that I never really th- – I mean, obviously, when I hear it, I, my first thought is her voice is a little hoarse. Um, I think it was – she talked – I feel like she talked about it recently. Or something about it sounds familiar where she just says, I've always sounded like this. Like, But sometimes like, she under- doesn't. Sometimes know, she like, sounds clear. And so I don't understand. That's the thing. But like, I feel like that's what she, she said something along the lines of, I've always sounded like this. She's like, even when I was four, I sounded like I had a frog in my throat. But... Well, what do you think, Dom? How do you... This is certainly the the kind of worse it's been or the most the most difficult to sort of follow along with everything basically became a whisper like when she's talking to victoria at the end it's basically all a whisper um and i i I know you know magdalena for one is often defends her and sticks up for her and says it's you know if she gets really cold or whatever her voice gets worse and she she was ill on an episode you know quite a few weeks ago or even last season so she sounded dreadful because she wasn't well, but she still carried on um, acting and stuff. So find all these things are admirable, but it is getting a bit a bit hard to to focus. You got to really sort of listen in to to know what she's saying, and the raspiness wasn't always there. So it'd be interesting to see if it gets if it stays consistent as this as as the level we reached for this episode, or if it improves or or get worse. But yeah, it was a bit. It feels like it's a bit. It, it, don't don't worry. It's, not, it's, not, it's not like by season. It's not like by like the next season. She sounds like the exorcist or anything. <laughs> I, I, I mean, there's no, no, I mean, there's no, I don't think there's anything about if she had surgeries or not, because I've no, I know of people that had to have gotten like throat surgeries where it got to the point where they're, it really affected their voice, but she's never mm-hmm. been said anything about that. I couldn't see why she, I wouldn't see why she wouldn't disclose that. Cause that's not like really, a big, I, I wouldn't see that being a big deal because I, if anything, that would be something to be proud of that you were able to withstand the, like surgeries like that. But yeah, yeah, and, I, and I'm not saying it to be mean. I guess I'm just saying the best way I could say it is it's distracting. I find it distracting, like it takes me out of the scene sometimes because I'm focusing on the voice and not actually focusing necessarily on like the words that that are coming out, but. Yeah. Also, at the same time, we ne- I've never watched it with this much scrutiny. Uh, 
<coughs> something that Magdalena said it was um in one of the opening scenes Nathan is asleep on Lucas's sofa and she was saying that he was actually James Laffey was actually asleep when they were filming the scene now that wasn't the part that is interesting thank you Magda but when the camera pans through, you can see there's a pair of Raven's shorts on the like table, coffee table in the middle. And what I loved about it is because we have some of our own Raven shorts made by our man, Wayne, <laughs> another king. He, Chuck, you're king of the Discord. Wayne is king of the Dazzlecloth. And... uh I knew that they're the exact same shorts because the waistband is exactly the same. <laughs> I was like, yes, they're Cisco Ravens basketball shorts. So excellent. Dom, are you going to get a pair of shorts for the next time? I know that you hate shorts, but just wear them in bed. Will you even will you wear shorts in bed? I don't hate shorts. I wear shorts. Well, I'd wear shorts in my flat. I don't really wear them out. Or would you wear them in your flat then? Yeah, maybe. I'll consider getting a pair. Chuck, do you see how everything is about to get Dom to have any kind of fun? <laughs> I didn't realize wearing shorts was such a fun activity, but okay. <laughs> when when they're dazzle go. cloth, my friend, it makes everything <laughs> becomes fun. Chuck, tell me you're not you don't want a pair of dazzle cloth shorts. I wouldn't be against it, so it's an uphill battle. I I tread every week, every week. I mean, I, mean, I wear them. I probably wouldn't choose them. Hell, I'm gonna get Wayne to make me a dazzle cloth pillowcase. Oh wow! <laughs> well, actually, what's uh, what's really cool is so I've uh, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast. I know, obviously, you know, Don, but I've gone back to basketball coaching and. Uh, the our team have been named the Ravens, of course. It's the rebirth for the resurrection. And um we've just been funded or granted money from a, a charity that are gonna pay for whole kit. And Ooh. I've got it approved that I can to order it from Wayne. <gasps> There'll be Dazzle Cloth Ravens kit for the Ravens and we're going to play a game to showcase them in a few months time. So it'll be here in Hertfordshire. So you've got to come and watch Dom because be the whole Ravens in actual screen accurate jerseys. I'll have to wear my Dan Scott jacket. They will say assistant coach on it. I might have to put a little sticker over the assistant that says like head coach or something. I'll, but yeah, I'll wear my, I'll wear my whitey one, my Durham number one. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. So yeah. So so when I do that, got to do one thing: surprise Dom with his own jersey and stuff at the game. Just like just like when Jamie got his, he gets one too. Suit up, son. (laughs) Suit up, Dom. (laughs) I would love that. Yeah, good. What I was going to say was, if I'm going to be contacting Wayne, we best do the final order as well. You know, (laughs) to get the to get the black jerseys. Are we getting this charity to pay for all of us? No, <laughs> that would play for the players, but we could open it up to our Ravens to do the final order. Nice. I like you it. Get, are you going to get the black? You got a blue one, didn't you? Yeah. 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 I've got one of each. I've got white, blue and got off. Yeah. got to get the black. Got to get the black. Have you ever worn them, Don? 
No. Even in the flat? No. They've never been worn ever. Not even to try no. them on? I've tried them on, but then never worn them since. Bare skin underneath? Yes. How did a dazzle cloth feel? It felt good. Do you think they're auctionable now? <laughs> Chuck, do you think we could sell one of Dom's once worn dazzle cloth jerseys? Possibly. He's got a, he's got an autograph and maybe. <laughs> yeah, I could do that. <laughs> I'll sign it. I'll even put a specific like name on it to whoever wins start, it. <laughs> start the bidding at like a dollar and see what happens. There you go. I gave a dazzle cloth jersey to Magda once. She wasn't fussed. So, but maybe if it came from Dom, <laughs> I'm joking, Magda. I've never heard. Never. You never worn it to the watch along, Magda. Yeah, you're not like Lauren, Texas yeah. Lauren, who wears yeah. it religiously. <laughs> Smuggled these out of the states. <laughs> and this is the thanks we get. <laughs> Well, Chuck, who do you want to talk about? Well, just to, to, to piggyback at the very end of what you're talking about with Jamie, because I agree he was really good in this episode, but I don't really ha- – Haley's probably out of the main three in this se- – the main three female cast, of, at least in this season so far, that I've had the least problem with. Um, with that being said, strap on the fucking guitar, look at the screen, hit the buttons, and just do the damn song. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have to look at Nathan. Just you know, for the kid, for sure. Like it's not a big ask. Is uh, yeah, it? Just, <laughs> don't even have to look at the guy. You know? <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. I mean, those games aren't really my thing, but you know, I could do it for a few minutes just to make him happy, and it's is really sweet. He just wants some family time, but skills gives that clarity and i love his kind of dressing down of Haley. of like hey you need to recognize that he understands what's going on here and um you need to be delicate with him that uh, was that i assume that was a moment that you enjoyed dom i actually think this was skills best episode to date um and this is the best he's been and the the kind of best advice he's given as well so um the fact that he's taken on this kind of protectorate role of Jamie and has shared that with Haley previously before he was even born and said I will do I will be that person I will be that person for your child and that will that will never disappear or stop I will continue to do that you know because I guess we quite often forget that Lucas and um skills being such close friends that Haley would have been in that mix as well generally you know before mm-hmm. kind of all began um so that's that's the assumption i'm going on is that they're actually really really close friends so um i think he had a a, a cracking episode and was it was brilliant that he kind of intervened you know he, he really there's moments where he like takes him shopping and they're looking for stuff and Jamie's giving him ideas about the the party that he went to, you know, the weekend before, and that becomes a lot of the theme for for the party that that they have for um, Lucas and Lindsay. And yeah, I think it's just it's just quite sweet, isn't it? Really, and the fact that he is really looking out for for Jamie and kind of set in Haley right, you know, and kind of you know, Nathan by proxy, I guess, but mostly saying to Haley, just he's got a massive heart and it's such a surprise that he's such a small kid because he 
he just wants his parents to be together so much. And he, he thinks in such an adult way that I forget how young he is because of this enormous heart that he has. And it was a nice moment. Really. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Well said. How do you feel about skills, Chuck? Yeah, this was a good skills episode. Um, He's really been at his best with Jamie. Like it's shown even earlier in this, this season, but, but him and Jamie are good together. Mm-hmm. For sure. And we get some nice uh, Junk and Fergie time in there as well. <laughs> it's funny that you guys called it a moon bounce, where we called it. Do you have any idea, Chuck? <sighs> Stomped, got nothing. <laughs> uh, we call it a bouncy castle. But are they always castles? That's what I'm in the UK. Of. They are. That's just, pretty that's much. A, they're re- they're regulated. They have to be <laughs> regulated by the monarchy. Actually, they take it very seriously. If it's not a castle, they will deflate it immediately. <laughs> if I knew that's what the monarchy actually did, I might actually like them. <laughs> uh, yeah, a bouncy a bouncy castle, and it is. When you're over the age of like, I don't know, 10, that they are for wrestling moves. They offer power bombs and suplexes. Yeah. Do your best to climb up the wall and jump off it onto someone. Yeah. Soft landing, you know. <laughs> as long as you're not onto someone's kneecap. But yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was good to see them in there. <laughs> I mean, Dom. Lucas and Lindsay, their kind of uh, their function in this was to set up the the coming back together of Haley and Nathan, so they have the bachelor and bachelorette party together, including it kind of being a kids party. Our boy Narion is there in the background a lot. It's always good to see him. Shout out to him as always. But we are. Coming up to episode 100, we will be watching the big 100 tonight. Have you got any like overarching predictions where any of this stuff is going? Do you think they're going to make a big deal out of the 100th episode or not at all? It will just be another day at the office. I think it's already been alluded to that, you know, the 100th episode is a, is a big episode um, or, or, you know, something big happens. I think it's going to be the wedding. I think that's well, almost, you know, a dead cert. The, the next episode will be the wedding. But for whatever reason, I just cannot see Lindsay and Lucas getting married. Something crazy is going to happen or something will, will stop the wedding from happening. That means they don't get married. Now, whether that's Lucas um, heeding Haley's words of advice at the end of the episode, which is don't, you can't marry Lindsay. Uh, and whatever else she had to say, I guess we'll find out. Uh, hopefully, at the beginning of the, of the episode, we'll watch tonight. Um, but yeah, I I can't see them actually coming to the end of uh, like actually, you know, putting rings on each other and saying I do. Well, can I can I ask? And that's you. That's what you think is going to happen. What do you want to happen? Like, if they, I don't think I ask you that enough. We ask you what you think is going to happen. You think that they're not going to get married. 
but let's pretend and say hypothetically there is going to be a wedding. Yeah. Do you want them from a fan perspective to be married? Do you want Lucas to end up with Lindsay? It's hard. It's hard to answer that question because I don't think Lucas deserves to be with anyone, to be honest. Um, I think Lindsay um, and Nathan would be quite a decent couple if she turned around and said, actually, since Nathan's been, you know, staying around on the sofa at, at your mum's place, not even your house, Lucas. Um, I've actually taken a bit of a fancy to him. We've been getting on really well. I've realised he's a decent guy. So I'm going to go off of him and we're not going to get married. You can live your life with Peyton, whatever. And hey, he's already been unfaithful to Haley, so. <laughs> exactly. There you go. But I, I actually, I, I mean, would love it. I'd love it if the phone call at the end from Haley was, you can't marry Lindsay because I love you or whatever. And I've always loved you. And that, you know, came to fruition. My prediction from, you know, episode one, season one, whatever, you know, actually happened. And she declared her undying love for Lucas. However, I think she's going to turn around and say, you can't marry Lindsay. We don't know why we were, you know, guessing there's a picture of them on the side. So maybe it's been set up for us to think that, but actually she's going to say, you know, whatever I've been reading, was she reading his book or she was reading something? It was his, his voice over the top. Um, and I, I know that you love Peyton, so you need to not be with Lindsay. It's not fair to her. Also, it's not fair to, to you and you should really follow and pursue that and, and get to live your life with Peyton and, and try that out. So I, I think Haley's gonna, gonna do that. Um, and go all that shit about, you know, I shouldn't have tried to change you, Nathan. I shouldn't have tried so hard to change you. And he's, um, and she's, really push the getting married to Lindsay and being faithful and all of this on Lucas lately. This might be her way of going, I shouldn't try to change you, pursue what you want to pursue. And if that's pain, pursue it. So I think that's what's going to happen. I think she, Haley's going to say, you need to go for Peyton. It needs to not be Lindsay. Lucas will be like, shut up. The wedding's tomorrow. We're going to go through with it anyway, but it's not going to happen. They're not going to, She'll not get down the aisle or she'll not get the whole way down. And yeah, something will, something crazy is going to kick off basically that will prevent them getting married. Dan's going to reappear, almost certain that he's going to reappear at, at the wrong time and freak people out and upset them. So, you know, he's, he's on the loose, isn't he? So yeah, it got him to consider as well. Wow. Exciting. I'm actually excited to see the 100th episode. You must be the only person to ever get out of prison after committing murder, and it's like senior year of high school. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a basketball and a girl. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Lucky Patty is all I can say. Post-prison sex is, you know, he's going to be working hard at that, isn't he? Oh, God, here comes the third Scottson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we already already thought that Dan Scott would be pretty feral and animalistic <laughs> in in the sack. You know, I think he's gonna you're you're unleashing him in multiple ways. It's <laughs> Patty's in all sorts of trouble. But Chuck, how do you feel about Dan in general? Is he one of your favorite characters? He's definitely up there. He's like a top two or three character. Um, just you just enjoy everything he's doing, whether he's just being a dickhead of a dad or in season two when he's just like a cartoon villain and just 
I still think one of the as horrible as it is, his face when he just starts smiling in the church when when Jules doesn't show up at the wedding is just still one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And it's so horrible to say that, but I get I have a pretty dark sense of humor. But he just because he's like my plan not only worked, it's working better than I thought. <laughs> so, but yeah, classic. Dan's awesome, and yeah, he wasn't gonna. You had to think that he wasn't gonna be in prison that long. So, and you said he's a top. He's like a top two or three. Who would you say your your top character is? It, it's I don't really have an order, but it really is actually probably Dan, Keith, and actually Peyton. Even Ooh. though she's yeah, I'm on I'm on board the the Peyton hate train this season. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, <laughs> she's still she's still a favorite, you know. But yeah, I kind of have a connection because of the whole like you know she collects vinyl. Well, she doesn't collect vinyl; she inherits it, inherits it from like you know a million dead relatives. I actually have to collect vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many vinyls do you have, Chuck? I'm probably I started about like a decade ago, but I, I'm picky with what I get. I've got about like maybe sixty of my own. So, what's your most stuff. what's your most prized one? It's a toss up. I've got. Saturday Night Fever soundtrack is just like a really, which is has just like a really cool gatefold. It's just that's what I like. Second one, another movie soundtrack is uh, "Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead." <laughs> I watched it's so that. fucking random, and but the the detail that went into it that I I never even like bothered to look that into the whole purchase of it. I just was like, oh, I gotta have that. They just put so much effort into the artwork, to the design of the actual like gatefold. It's like the, like the it's like from the it's the gatefold is the animation from the beginning like the from the opening credits with the the uh, the babysitter it's her and then the uh, the vinyl itself is rose colored vinyl which is like a tribute to the character Rose and instead of being side A and B it's it's designed like a Mama Celeste pizza box like in the movie when they flip it so it's face up and face down instead of side A and side B so yeah. Someone had a lot of time on their hands and a lot of money to say, let's print a thousand of these and see who's going to fucking buy them. (laughs) And people like me exist, so I will buy that shit. (laughs) That's cool. I only watched that movie for the first time last year, actually, and uh, I enjoyed it. It's crazy to watch a movie like that for the first time now, you know? (laughs) It's, yeah, and it's, yeah, that's that's sometimes, like, because I know you and, um, you and Tessa talked about that. It's hard to watch things that someone else that resonates with someone else so much that mm-hmm. you don't see it so much later in life. Like I don't ever, like, I think he's brought up the Goonies. I don't re- really remember watching the Goonies as much as a kid. So if I, when I watch it now, I'm like, this movie is not that good, but I understand why everybody else loves it because they grew up. with it. I, it doesn't get, it, it doesn't connect with me at all. For sure. I mean, Dom and I can definitely, uh be proof of that point because you know we connect so much to the things that we love from the 90s like the mighty ducks and free ninjas and movies like that but i imagine if people were to watch them now for the first time i don't know some might still hold up i think the mighty ducks would still hold up because it's just because it's sports you know and they're kind of timeless but but then you could say the same about free ninjas, like ninja being a ninja is timeless, isn't it? I don't. 
Dom, do you think Free Ninjas would hold up if someone watched it for the first time now? Um, maybe. Maybe it would just, yeah, it would just get by, I reckon. You'd, you'd feel more confident with the Mighty Ducks, though, do you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think the Mighty Ducks has got um, that kind of timeless element, exactly like you said. You know, it's a sports team that are the underdog that, you know, turn it around and become champions. So it's that kind of feel-good film, film, film. So, um yeah, Three Ninjas maybe, but it would. I don't think it would be too like far fetched or or crazy or have anything in it that you think you probably couldn't get away with that now. You know, so we have yeah. to cover it, like do an actual episode covering it because the whole film is on YouTube, so it's like it's accessible to everyone. Mm-hmm. We have to just do an episode covering it. We must before the microphones get hung up, if they ever get hung up or whatever point. We have to, and we have to do an episode on the second Mighty Ducks movie. We did one on the first, but we didn't do an episode covering the second one. Did we do the second one with what's his face? Matt Doherty. That was the first one. Did we talk to him he twice? Ca- he came on again, and we spoke to him again, but we didn't like go through the movie or anything. Uh, okay. Not enough yeah. to satisfy me, anyway. Let's do let's do the trilogy. What as one episode? Yeah, why not? You had me. You had me. <laughs> Trilogy. Yes. It would be Excellent. interesting to see what version of the three ninjas it is, because I remember when you interviewed one of the when you interviewed one of the bullies. Mm-hmm. I do remember as a kid renting that VHS and them winning the basketball game and then to see that movie on cable like fifteen years later and seeing a completely different outcome, I what the there's a fucking mind fuck of what's going on? <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, Dom hasn't still hasn't seen that version uh, where in that version as well, it's a lot more, the violence is played up more. Like grandpa actually like kills someone by throwing like a uh, throwing star into someone's chest. Um, but yeah, that that is the version that's on YouTube. And then I have the other version um, on my hard drive. Like the, so... We could watch both versions in a live watch along back to and back. This one, now this detail I might be wrong about, but the like the the version that you see, like the the three surfer guys, mm-hmm. I don't remember them being that henchman's nephew. The one guy was his nephew. I think in the one that I saw as a kid, it was my sister's kid has these three friends, so he didn't have a relation to him. I. I I could be wrong, but I just remember because there was the scene in the the one that I saw later when like when they finally catch him, he just he he just pops back up. He's like, "Hey, can I still get paid?" But like that wasn't in the original one that I saw because I don't because once they're they're incapacitated, they're gone for the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I think. I mean, there's only there's only a few scenes here and there that are different. So I'd imagine the runtime's probably like literally five maybe seven minutes different but that is actually a lot when you think it's like a 90 minute movie but maybe um that would be a good maybe we should do that for youtube is edit out what the differences are and sort of put them together um i'll look into that but yeah we definitely gotta cover it we have to (laughs) we must but we also must cover this episode so chuck 
what about our boy Marvin? Marvin, yeah. I have uh, something to say about Marvin, and simply is this. It's not an accomplishment to put out your own fires. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I like that. Yeah. Um, so as we saw in this episode is that he's being a good boyfriend to Millie, and she's describing the book about how great he is, how sweet he is there in the morning. And then he finds out Rachel's back, and it's almost just like, who's Millie? So, mm. You had one good episode. <laughs> and Millie's so sweet and so nice. And she can see through Rachel as well. She knows exactly what Rachel is and what she's about. So. Well, because like she, she probably, to be fair, if you think about it, she probably has been around her more than Mouth ever has. Yeah, and, and was she implying that um, Rachel? She said, "You know, I've had to guard the bathroom doors while Rachel's been in there with a guy or two guys." Is she talking about drugs, or is she talking about sex, or is she talking about both? both. I think, I think both. <laughs> Don't even have to think twice. It's both. Yeah, so, cocaine off of erections. I think one feeds the other, doesn't it? <laughs> No, <laughs> and, and 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 this is where Rachel and this is where Rachel loses me because I do love her, but you know she just gives everybody a bad name. Like she just she's trying; they're trying to push that whole marijuana as a gateway thing. And no, it's really not. She just chose to be a fucking cokehead. <laughs> yeah, I mean there really is. I yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't think you. Could, yeah, well, you could one say, thing I go on. Well, I was gonna say you could say like cocaine might be a gateway to like harder drugs and things, but like there, there's a, there's a proper name for it, isn't there? Where it's like weed is is like putting you down, whereas cocaine and other drugs are taking you up. I'm not saying it properly, but yeah, you know, what uppers I mean. and downers. <laughs> yeah, Come whatever on. the kids are calling them. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, one thing I will say for Rachel um, is as much as I despise her and dislike her and I hope that she is gone forever, I unfortunately think she's going to come back. She's going to be in a complete state and Brooke's going to be upset with her for taking the money, but I don't think she took the money. I think Victoria took the money. And I I put that on my nose. It's like, I'm like, is Dom softening up to Rachel? And then, oh, no. listening to, then listening to the episode Monday night, it's like, and you just went on a rant about how much you... I feel like you hate her more now than ever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, because she's but, come back. She, she has absolutely no purpose. You, you're, I, I, I'm just interested by the Victoria theory. We'll have to find out about that. I, I think obviously Victoria's come in and she's horrendous. Victoria's just like the nastiest person you could ever meet. It's fantastic. But <laughs> she's so horrible to her and so convinced like that she's going to do bad things and, and just, drag Brooke down and drag the company down. And that's her biggest concern is that if you drag Brooke down, you drag the company down and we can't have that. It's all about image. And uh, I think she's, she's on one of two things. She's given her the money and said, go So here's the money. Just get out of here. I don't, uh, you know, you need to go and get out of my daughter's life or she's taken the money um, because she's in the house or whatever. Anyway, she then goes to see Brooke when, Obviously, when Brooke confronts her at the end and 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 eventually finally fires her, which she's you know I've been telling her to do for weeks, um, but 
uh, she said, you, you know, you know, I came to the store to make sure Rachel wasn't here kind of robbing the joint, basically, um, along those lines, you know, making sure Rachel isn't here dipping her hand in the till and stealing and stuff. So I think she's taken the money to make it look like that happened at the house and she's kind of planted that seed. It just felt a bit too sort of coincidental. So, yeah, I, I actually think Victoria is very much involved with that money's disappearance, not Rachel. I think Rachel was trying really hard, even though, you know, she wanted to jump on mouth when he was really hard. Um, <laughs> that uh, uh, I do actually think that she was trying to to get better and, and, and sort of and, that, and that's the unfortunate part with Rachel. There are those two red flags there for her to try to, like you say, jump on mouth. Mm-hmm. That's that's a pretty big red flag for not that behavior not changing. And then on top of Brooke wanting to help her, Rachel jumping too far ahead and thinking, oh, I'm getting my modeling gig back. It's like, no, I was going to give you a job at the store, which would be very helpful for someone like that. For her to not want to do that is another red flag. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good point as well, because having the, you know, having the perception or, or the idea in your mind that you're going to go straight back into modeling because you're suddenly, you know, you feel a bit better and you think you're clean and whatever that might be. And actually Brooke saying, no, I think a better step would be jumping into the retail side and just helping in the store. And then maybe you could be the manager of the store one day and you, we, we could grow at the empire that way. And you could be involved in that. It was actually smart. It's actually really, you know, good of Brooke to do that and offer that. And so you need to stay away from that world, that world of like modeling and, and kind of, cause you set yourself on a destructive path. And unfortunately she reads that text message. She's just been abused like verbally and mentally by Victoria, she's going to be feeling shit and think, do you know what? They don't want me here. I'm going to go. I'm going to go and, you know, get messed up with these people that are on South Beach or wherever it was. And yeah, that's it. I kind of think Rachel's going to go and get herself into a sticky situation. Brooke and Owen are probably going to have to appear and drag her out, maybe even take mouth with them and Millicent or whatever and and get get her out of that situation and actually take her to that rehab facility and then yeah we'll see but yeah convinced the the money was taken by victoria and 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 since you brought up mouth that's what i meant like he 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 does turn down her advances and he returns to millie and you know they have they have it out with what how she felt about all that it's like it's great that you did that mouth but you you should have never been there in the first place (laughs) it's like we'll go with with millie yeah, just simply go to the party with Millie. I mean, that's all you had to do. <laughs> yeah. And there's nothing. And, and as far as uh, Rachel working in retail, there's nothing wrong with it. Just it just says Bevan. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Bevan. Bevan's happy, isn't she? What a great segue to Bevan. Yeah, I didn't realize, like, and this was brought up. I did not realize how controversial this appearance was, apparently. But crazy it was brought up it was brought up in the chat it was brought up during the watch along and then i'm telling you right now i log into facebook and one of my facebook groups is talking about i didn't really appreciate how bevan was brought back in this episode now it's like fucking everywhere wow. <laughs> I, never, I, I never fucking realized how big a deal this was I I didn't under- yeah i don't understand because this was how her character was portrayed in you know the first few seasons everybody brings up the whole 
thing from season four when she's talking to Rachel about, oh, I only act like this so you guys feel better about yourself. I actually don't think that's a, a very admirable trait. I think that's kind of, if that was true of her, that was actually kind of fucked up because if you think about it, she kind of acts that way with everybody. She acts that way with skills. So you're acting like that with a guy you love so he'd feel better about him? That's kind of messed up. I don't really think she's like that anyway. Besides, the very next episode when they're watching what turns into the sex tape, before the sex tape, when you're seeing um, Peyton all lovey-dovey with Nathan, she doesn't she say, like, wait, I thought you were with, with Haley. It's like... No, she just is very not intelligent. I don't think that whole speech that she gave was really true. And so I, that's where this whole appearance confuses me when people are saying, oh, she's just acting stupid again. I don't see what she was – I don't. I didn't think anything she actually did in this scene was stupid unless you count getting impregnated by Tim, but that's off camera. <laughs> it doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> But uh, and then for her to turn around and go, oh, I thought you were going to just marry um, Peyton. Well, because yeah, the last time she saw these all these people together, that's who he was with. <laughs> yeah, and also I think Bevin and Tim. What we do know about their characters reemerging is they're nice people, so it's, yeah. it makes sense that they would be together because they would suit because they're nice and pleasant and decent. <coughs> Sorry, decent. But yeah, I think I think that, that I don't understand what would be wrong with that appearance. She was on character, she was on form, she was bright, she was funny, she was entertaining, but also she was showing that she's got a happy life and a good life. And also, like Don was keep saying, it was like a normal job. And she's working in a department store, you know, that the who knows? She might be not focusing on career right now because she's got a kid and and she's about to go into like a management training program and you know in a couple of years she'll be managing the whole store and earning like a hundred grand or who knows like I, i'm what did you think dom i'm sure you enjoyed seeing bevan back oh massively what a, what a brilliant highlight um you know of all the stuff that's been going on in the episodes and all the kind of drama between everyone it was just nice to have it's kind of like this season is just like churning up old faces isn't it and 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 chucking them back in and giving them a a, at least the option to be in it i guess um uh, i don't i don't necessarily think we'll see bevan again but i'm just saying it's nice that they've kind of revisited these characters and and given them the opportunity to kind of it's it's they're showing us how they've ended up you you know even having chase chase might appear for one other episode or two but i I doubt he's going to be in it for any more than that Uh, i can't see him you know having any real longevity now. Um, but it's it's just to show us where they've ended up. And the the chat, uh, our watch along kind of after party bit, got onto the topic of Bevan and people were quite, you know, vocal about how annoyed they were that she's, uh, and I'm going to air quote, stupid in this episode, you know, and being kind of dumb Bevan when we know that she isn't. Now, my take on it is and was at the time and still is after watching it again is that she's kind of ditzy by nature naturally a bit ditzy and probably quite forgetful um which you know makes her come across as as being a bit ditzy but she isn't stupid so 
when people are making fun of her or saying things about her, she picks up on it and she knows what's going on, but she just plays along because she doesn't necessarily want the confrontation. She doesn't want to sit there and go, you need to stop being an arsehole and, and having this whole ridiculous teenage drama that all of them love so much. You know, she's just one that's just going, ah, fuck it. I don't care. Let's just go with the flow, <laughs> you know, and laugh it off. And she's laughing it off. And in her own head, she's the winner. So I think it was a perfect opportunity for her to come back and be exactly as she was because she's been true to herself and she's the only one that is. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And And probably the only person that would work in retail and be happy to see someone in high school. That's pretty much on brand for Bevan. I can't imagine anybody else. I I know for a fact if I when I was working in retail and I saw someone in high school, I'm ducking and covering like no <laughs> but uh, Bevan was happy to see them and once again she's in town where the hell is she <laughs> why ain't she why is she at this party you know yeah for yeah exactly she a lot more fun than Haley <laughs> Haley well well speaking of well not Haley but Peyton we haven't really spoken much about her I mean she didn't have as much to do in that in this episode how did you feel about her Chuck she just is coming down from just that mess that she was in the library so she didn't have much to do and she did okay she missed that basket but other than that she was a yes she did miss that basket that's true um And that she has the back and forth with Chase, like kissing Chase because Brooke's looking and she's kissing her because Lucas is looking. But I kind of think, Chase, are you a terrible friend? Because why do you want, like, would you really be going after Brooke if she's now sort of dating your best friend? Uh I don't know if he is. Ne- I know that there's implications of him getting after her, but he's, I guess those feelings have never really left him from when they were at high school, whatever it was his first. And it's a bit strange that his best mate is now dating her and it's, it's a bit odd. So I guess it's just that maybe he wants that connection again and kind of that feeling back. Um, but doesn't necessarily want to take Brooke away from Owen. I I didn't necessarily get that vibe. I thought, you know, it was a maybe make her a little bit jealous kind of thing, but that was that was kind of it. Um, I didn't really see any ill intent, and I'm not a FFC fan at all. Uh, you know, remember, you must remember. You know, I pretty much berated his presence uh, on every episode that we discussed him on. So, you know, I, I genuinely don't think he had any ill intent towards his friend or anything. He's just kind of hung up on Brooke still, I guess, you know, especially with Owen saying, Oh yeah, that girl that you were totally in love with and this, that, and the other. And, and he, and he was even trying to like downplay it. Wasn't he? He's like, well, it wasn't quite like that, but you know, obviously was. So I think it's just difficult for him to see Brooke for the first time in five years, four years, whatever it may be. And with his best friend, which is just a little bit awkward and brings back all sorts of feelings and emotions, doesn't it? So he's just got to play them through until he disappears again. And and speaking of Owen and that horrible, filthy lip of his that he must shave, <laughs> Chuck, do you hate his dirty moustache as much as we do? It doesn't make any sense that he can't grow a better one. <laughs> <laughs> he... 
he's been in other things where his facial hair is like well kept. Like he, you know, he, he takes he takes good care of his facial hair when it's like when he has a full beard and shit like that. Um, I mean, he's been in other things. This is not a spoiler or anything. Um, but it, it, it's there's just nothing there. It doesn't grow in right. <laughs> it, like I went hard. through a weird phase in my late twenties when I was trying to always rock a mustache, and I just I'm glad those pictures don't exist. It, it was pretty scary, but it looked better than his. Maybe I'll shave it into a mustache just for a picture and then just be done with it. But... <laughs> Do it. <laughs> All right. Maybe. <laughs> I got to get a, I got to get permission on that first. Okay. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. From, from the colonel. No, no, no. From my girlfriend. The real <laughs> my, my colonel. <laughs> yeah. What, Chuck, I, regardless of relationships or whatever, I will always be your colonel. I am okay, every I'm, okay. Well, I can have more than one colonel, I guess. <laughs> there's always one. There's, I mean, there's always more than one colonel, you know. Send us your girlfriend's email address. I need to start an email chain. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine I, she just gets a random email from someone why saying, is this guy, "Hey, like screaming at me about being a colonel." <laughs> <laughs> I actually did seek approval for my my haircut. From you me. did, you did, and um, I granted it this time. Permission was granted. Yeah. Uh, Dom, Nicole is in the waiting room. That's not right, is it? Well, it's been an hour. She should be. No. Because Nicole was on like four, three episodes ago. Should I let her on and you can have that conversation yourself? No. <laughs> She must just be an hour early. She's an hour the, early for the watch along. For the watch along, yeah. We'll find out. We'll find out. You put the wrong time on the Patreon post? No. He no. never does. It's always never. the same. Come on. Come on, Charlie. All right, you know what? You can always edit this out. I have to ask this question. I've noticed something I noticed something in the past few weeks. Let's go. Never edit. Like, when Love Mike's it. not when Mike's not at the watch along. That waiting yeah. room does not take very long, but when he's there, <laughs> it's like a 20-minute wait. Now, I'm a patient person. I don't care either way. I understand things are going on, but are you purposely holding it off when you know he's there? <laughs> no, remember, actually, I take it back. You don't have to take this out because he doesn't listen to it anyway. He doesn't yeah. listen. He doesn't listen. No, not I love you, Mike, her. but you're not listening, but I need to know, is that what's going on? No, sorry, Chuck. I think what you meant to say is "fuck you, Mike." For life, <laughs> every day, forever. Oh, he just had a great trip. Give him a break. <laughs> uh, no, he just got all... to meet his, his hero, man. He's 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 living. Okay, actually, no, he just met his hero. Yeah, fuck you, Mike. <laughs> no, we we love we. It's all love with Mike. It's just all banter. But no, we um no. I mean, unless it's subliminal. And we it, see it, him it, there. It's a coincidence because just... I feel like they were like he wasn't there for a couple weeks, and then he came back for. I think he came back for the library episode, and that was like a long wait. So I was like, I wonder if it has to do with Mike, and they're just doing it to piss him off because he's always lo- ready. Like anytime we're waiting, he's always in the Discord with like some post about it. So those couple of weeks when he wasn't here, like Dom was telling me the other day about how that was just his favorite period. Like he just loved it, right, Dom? Yeah, my the best time I've ever had. The calmest, the quietest, the most relaxed. Um, but speaking of quiet and calm, Nicole, you're in here, but um, oh, yeah. we're, 
yeah, I think you're lost. Are you lost? What do you mean I'm lost? I know where I am. (laughs) (laughs) Am I early? Is that what you're trying to say in a really nice way? I think you're a, are you here for the watch along? Yeah. You're you're an hour early, Nicole. Nicole, you go back to bed, get some sleep. (laughs) You've actually, we're in the middle of an episode. Chuck's here. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's daylight savings. It only just started like a week ago. Oh no, Uh, your times have changed. Yeah, they have, including my brain hasn't caught up. Okay, uh, I will uh, exit the building. I no, wait, Nicole, before you go, <laughs> yeah. you, you have to tell us a joke. Oh, um, I like this. Joke. Yeah, like like a knock-knock joke, like something. We need something from you. Why? Okay. Uh, why was six afraid of seven? Oh, why? Because seven, eight, nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Thanks. I like it. Um, it's, a, it's a good one. Yeah, it was terrible, but um, that's all I had. <laughs> no, I'm going to retell uh, that. Why is six scared of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. That's just clever, isn't it? Maths. Well, <laughs> Nicole, we grant you your <laughs> exit, but we expect you back in 53 minutes. No problems. We'll do. <laughs> all right, okay. See you in a bit. Do you soon. <laughs> Yeah. What an awesome cameo from Nicole there. I'm going to have to remember to put that in, otherwise it's just going to be blank. No one's <laughs> going to know about the joke. <laughs> okay. That's an old joke, though. Have you not heard that before? No. It tickled me. Oh, it's good. Chuck, we have some uh, exciting news to share. Well, you know from the Discord, but... Um, Dom and I officially, officially have tickets and will be meeting Chad motherfucking Michael Money in like what? In like five weeks in Liverpool here in the UK. And we are going to do our best to get an interview and get him on our podcast before he goes on Drama Queens. Do you think we can do it, Chuck? It's it, it it's the odds are in your favor, not even just because of the timing. I just don't think he's ever going to go on drama queens. I just, <laughs> I just don't think he's ever going to go on there. The time was when um, I really thought he was actually going to pop up a few uh, a couple months back when Sophia was gone for her wedding and honeymoon. I thought he was going to pop up then. He didn't. So now this is your chance. I think you guys are going to get it. Ethany thinks we have zero chance. And I was like, I was like, why? I was like, we can do it. And we got Craig Shepherd, and she was like, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Who did he play on One Tree Hill? And I was like, Uncle Keith. And I was like, she's like, okay. And who's, uh, who's Chad Michael Murray playing? I was like, Lucas. And she's like, oh, okay. And you know what the difference is? I was like, no, what? She's like, he's Chad Michael Murray. Like, it's just <laughs> not going to happen. I was like, you don't understand the resilience and dedication that I'll put into this. Dom, do you think we can do it? Can, even just for 30 seconds, can we get him on the podcast? I don't see why we couldn't record him whilst we're talking to him. Secretly. A secret well, recording. Just tell him we're going to record you while we're talking to you because we do a podcast. Anything you want to say? Let's just see what it says. I call you Chad Michael Money. How do you feel? Go. <laughs> I hate Lucas. Go. <laughs> you got to behave, Dom, or it may, it may fall apart. 
like, I know you, I know you want to ask him that one question, but you can't do it. <laughs> so you and Sophia, right? <laughs> How awkward was that, man? <laughs> Seriously, I, I, if I ever had the chance to talk to John Stamos, I'd be like, John, you got, t- you, you were taken under the uh, Beach Boys wing in the eighties. How does it feel to have that in common with Charles Manson? Oh God! Interesting <laughs> what he would say. Because <laughs> yeah, because that actually, if you get if anybody out there listening, if you don't know, Charles Manson worked with the Beach Boys. <laughs> wow, okay. extensively. Wild, yes. Look it up; it's crazy. <laughs> well, I'm, I I feel like so right. So here's here's the details. We bought we've got general admission to Comic Con, so we're going in. We're going to be there. There's loads of people there. There's people from Cobra Kai there. They've got Dustin from Stranger Things is going to be there. And she's, that's so cool. And loads of other people from Vampire Diaries and, you know, other things. And Chad, Chad's going to be there. We, I have found out through some research that, or from comments on Instagram that he has been booked, Dom, to be on this exact Comic-Con in Liverpool for the last two years in a row and has cancelled both times. Well, we shall see. If he cancels, are we not, we're not going, are we? We're only going to see him. Cool, we get. Yeah, 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 okay. Three times a charm, think positive. Dom doesn't want it to happen. He'd rather not. Wow, that's what I'm dealing with. I'd rather go and talk to Karen. Karen! Well, here's what we've bought an autograph. So, and I really kind of um, resent that because we didn't do that for Keith. Well, we've got yeah. a photograph opportunity, didn't we? But yeah. um, but we paid for the autograph so that he will he will sign the back of the Deb's Den hoodie. I'm kind of hoping that he will see it and just sign it because he wants to, and then maybe sign something else for us. Because I'm thinking you see this, you realize that these are real fans, you know, and look who signed it already. Your dead uncle. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I'm hoping then we make sure that there's no queue at this point, you know, we've, we've scoped it out. I'm wearing the One Tree Hill jacket. That's going to get his attention. Dom, what are you going to wear to get his attention? Just staple some twenties to your chest. This is a balaclava, and <laughs> and then I'll just we'll say, or just say, hey, uh, my friend and I have just travelled from the other side of the country. We're massive One Tree Hill fans, and we actually have a One Tree Hill podcast. Uh, could it'd be an honour for us to? Just ask you a couple of questions that we could use on our podcast. I hope that's okay. And I'm worried that, you know, they have someone with them that kind of chaperone them, that they might be like, no, no, no. Or But if that if that person says no, it's fine because he loses no credibility. So that's okay. So if the publicist or whoever it is that's working on the event says, No, 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 we can't do that, unfortunately. Okay, fine. Thanks. Thanks very much. Understand. He he kind of doesn't really lose any credibility then. You know, but there's 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 two outcomes of of that scenario: is that he says, "Sorry, guys, I can't," or he he says, "Ignore them. Let, let's you know, sure, shoot, ask ask a couple of questions. It's not a problem." 
it feels like it's going to be a no. I don't. I think. I think. I think we need. This. We need to have the questions ready for for the approach. So I'll yeah. be asking about Sophia's bush that you like to mention every now and then, and you're once going to ask about slipped once, <laughs> and you're going to ask about how much money he has in the bank. <laughs> yes, no, and then we'll let the Ravens uh, vote on a question. They can like write in their question ideas, and then we'll vote on the the best one. How about that? That actually is a good Pretty idea. Pretty sure that any question would be better than what you just asked. <laughs> <laughs> Child. Well, except the Sophia Bush one, but that just doesn't count. That <laughs> I, I reckon he's someone that he probably gets paid to do interviews, mm-hmm. like with E or whoever or whatever. And so, like, but I mean, it's not really, maybe we'd be better off just secretly recording him and just saying, hey, we do this podcast and you know um, blood blood worse blood. isn't it why don't i right so i'll record let's do him on, all of it let's do both yeah, yeah yeah let's do both so i'll record on my phone the whole thing the whole scenario the whole shebang and uh you go we've got some questions like our listeners have sent in their questions and like voted they've upvoted the best question on the most question that they they want to ask you uh and we've got three would you be willing to answer the, these three questions they're really short they're not long you know and then we'll get out of your way and we really really appreciate it and blah 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 and if he says no and he ends up being a horrendous piece of shit then i've got it all on record anyway but if he says <laughs> yes and he's nice and he answers it then we've got it on record as well and we can share it either way it's going on patreon either way he's getting abused <laughs> I, I think that um yeah i think I think that's a really good idea. And I think if we can kind of get into him that we have, you know, we've had on Paul and Craig and Barbara. And so he he kind of knows that he's in safe hands, that it's not like we're going to ask him reckless questions. We we talk to Paul regularly. You've got his number. You've got Barbara's number. Not that we want his number. I mean, you might, but. He's a massive Buffalo Bills fan, and I, I have that, a Buffalo Bills hat. Well, that was going to be my next. That was going to be my next suggestion. Was should I get a Bills jersey? I've or got so a hat, and I've got a hoodie. Like I could wear the hoodie underneath the jacket, and just be like, Come "Mate, on. you're gonna bought you press." Mate, remember, we said I was going to drive on this time, right? Yeah. And yes. the last time. You press that like air conditioning vents button literally continuously for the entire drive. So you're not going to have that capacity and that energy and that power this time. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll allow you the freedom to press it if you really need to press it, but you can't wear the hoodie and the jacket all in one. You're going to boil, even if it's November. It would still be too hot. cat hair on your seat. Oh my God. Hashtag smelly mate. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you. Well, Chuck, what what do you think? Do you think we can do it? We reckon we can get well, a couple words out of him. In the next five weeks, I mean, if there's a, any possibility that you get a feeler from Paul about if you can, if, if it would be possible or not. And I mean, I, I can't, I mean, maybe to see if he would ask him to, I don't know, but like, just get a feeler from him. If that's your best opportunity and see how that goes and you can work from there. I, I get the feeling they don't talk anymore. 
You get the feeling they're not on talking terms. No, Paul's kind of made made well, they must see each other at conventions and stuff, but Paul's kind of made um comments. Yeah, about commitment to the craft and work and things. So he said in our last time we spoke to him recently that He's like, and you know, Chad's done, been doing really good work recently and things like that. So, and I think they're doing a photo. I, I thought they were doing a photo op together at the one of the conventions in Carol in North Carolina. Oh, that would make sense. Maybe out. with James Lafferty as well, well, like with the, the yeah. Scott brothers and Dan. I think I saw one that were it was a, an option for it, definitely was Chad and Paul, but then I think there may have been one with Chad and Craig too. I don't know. I think I saw that. And for them to at least be doing photo ops, they should be civil. Like that should be pretty easy to yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure they are. <laughs> and um I promise you this though, we will do our best, our very best to try and get him on the podcast. I feel like if we do, I kind of feel like that's it. It's kind of game over. Like not in like game over. It's just like we would have achieved everything we would have wanted to. And though also I have to say, Total Betty are friends and of course rivals that we love. Are <laughs> <laughs> they went to a convention recently, seeing it on Instagram, and they were just going up to people with a microphone in hand, like a you know, like a professional microphone, and just sort of walking around and then just sort of asking questions. That might be a more brazen way to do it, to just sort of walk up and be like, but I don't think they'd let, that's like a UK thing. I don't think they would let you do that around here. Like, do you remember Dom, do you remember uh, Theo, who was hooking us up at in Sheffield when we met Craig? He was like our man on the inside. He got all the interviews with everybody for his YouTube channel. And he said he couldn't get Nick Frost, uh, Nick he said Nick Frost was down to do it, but Nick's publicist was there and was just like, it's not happening. And mm-hmm. they just couldn't get behind that wall. And I imagine that's what will be happening because these guys are like, that Horicon was really fun, but it was kind of like low level besides sort of Nick Frost and Craig. But this is like, you know, I think John Cena might be there. You know, they've got like yeah. really big people. Well, like this is like a big Comic-Con and, I, this isn't to take anything away from the experience that the 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 Betty's had, but it didn't look busy, did it? Uh, it is a good thing that Mike doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> so having the opportunity to walk up to people and ask a question and then be able to freely answer was like fair game really. Cause they were probably bored shitless. Are you trying to say that interviewing a tumbleweed is an entertaining podcast material? <laughs> no, I'm saying it's easy to get those interviews because they're just watching tumbleweeds. Right. <laughs> and the thing wow. is you mentioned who else is going to be at this, at this con. And with all due respect to Chad, he's probably not, the name value is not as big as the ones that you've mentioned. So that's exactly what I I was thinking. That works in your favor too, though. I think that works in your favor. Oh, I think it definitely works in our favor. I think his cue is going to be low. Well, hopefully then he'll see us and be like, Oh, cool. Someone that's here for me. Someone that actually wants to talk to me. I'm a bit lonely. 
he'll 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 see the he'll see the jacket. He'll see Dom in the OJ Simpson Buffalo Bills jersey. We'll be set to go. What did OJ play for the Bills? Yes, he did. Yes. Oh man, I was and, in and there. A... Are those there are those morbid people that, that will wear like OJ Simpson jerseys and Aaron Hernandez jerseys? I'm like, what is wrong? <laughs> That's <laughs> fucked up. I there I I was in a in an Uber with Ethne in Vegas and I had a Bill's hat on that I have um and bought inspired from Chad Michael Murray but more just I liked the I liked the emblem and um the guy was like oh are you a Bill's fan and I was like no I don't know anything about American football um and he said that they had got to like the finals loads, loads of times, but never won. And he said that Bills was an acronym for boy, I love losing Super Bowls. <laughs> four years in a row. Nobody's ever gone to one four years in a row. They were the only team to do that and they couldn't win one. Yes. I, that's like, that's an early childhood thing. Yeah, I do remember those games vividly, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, OJ was on the team <laughs> and was like the biggest star of the decade too. Like, like he was, he really was Michael Jordan before Michael Jordan. And then he did that horrible thing, ruined it. But like, he was that big a deal in the grand scheme. And, that, and that's why I, that's why that was such a big deal when that went down too. So. Crazy. Absolutely and, crazy. Well, okay. Well, should we, should we move towards judgments and then anything we haven't, uh, hit then we can uh we can touch upon there but before we get there if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast and how could you not really take a look at yourself in the mirror and think about this did you enjoy it of course you did pick the phone up five stars a couple of nice words we actually had a couple of really nice reviews written recently one i sent you dom the other one I didn't. Shall I bring it up? Do you want to hear it? Shall I read it to you? Is that a little sure. bit too, uh, you know, egotistical? No, no. I think people like to hear, you know, these things. And if if it's their own words as well, they might like to hear it being read out. I don't know what's happened recently, but we've been like getting right up there in the charts. We're currently, I'm seeing it right now. We're currently in the um, in the top uh 200 or well, we're currently 204 in the american charts we're 107 in great britain we're 92 in canada and we're <laughs> 201 in sweden well i know who canada is it's marine and taylor <laughs> but look, listen right isn't this this is crazy right in every in all of tv and film as a, as a category in the world as of today, it changes every day. We're sat at number 318. It's not bad, is it? There's literally over a million podcasts in all categories. We're cut today. We're currently number 5,884. Now, out of over a million, it's pretty fucking high. <laughs> Chuck, but you're on a mean- world famous podcast right yeah, I, I, I wonder what the percent like the percentile of that would be I, I, i'm not i don't feel like looking that up but it's got to be pretty high like and we don't we just we just chat shit and dom what <laughs> what were you gonna say you're gonna try and bring us down weren't you 
No, no, I was going to say, and more won't hurt. Like if more people can give us ratings, it'd be great. Five star, put a few nice words, share the podcast with other people, tell them to watch it. If you listen to this and you have friends that love One Tree Hill almost as much as you do, then tell them about the podcast because they might love it too. Yeah. Well, they might love it as much as the person that wrote this. This is the subject heading, the best One Tree Hill podcast. The Ravens is easily the best One Tree Hill podcast out there, even more appreciated after being so excited about Drama Queens and it not living up to expectations. Not my words. I found Ravens around the time it started when I was doing a rewatch. What interested me instantly is that it was from a guy's perspective. And I always felt like maybe I was the only dude that loved this show. This isn't you, is it, Chuck? What was that? Uh, no, that couldn't have been me. <laughs> I, I wouldn't refer to myself as a dude in type. I'd say it, <laughs> I'd say it out loud, but not in type. Nice. <laughs> I actually have to revise mine because I'm one of the ones that said that was going to revise mine after the Boy Meets World episodes because like, that was those were just really good episodes because like again I'm not the biggest Boy Meets World fan but the fact that I sat down and listened to an ep- like a you know six or seven episodes dedicated to Boy Meets World it was fun. Thank you, Chuck. And I, I can't that. wait to hear all these shows that Dom's had to watch because he's got some doozies in there. <laughs> Have you started watching, Dom? <laughs> no, right. I will. Don't worry, I will. That's don't right. worry. Now, uh, you I'll... do you have Paramount over there, or uh, we have? Yes, but I'll I'll find ways. Don't worry. <laughs> he has his ways. Honestly, I even have. Tri- I, I even hate scrolling through Paramount. I don't know what it is. The app on my TV is so fucking hard. It's <laughs> just you like on Netflix. If you're watching a show and you click on that show, it will open up the menu. And this it just takes you right to a random episode. It's, like, it's not even the one I was watching. <laughs> can't figure it out but it pisses me off you've got you've got a a little list a little backed up list there dom it's fine don't worry i'm okay ldg we're gonna record our episode soon we've put it out there now so it has to happen um to continue here but they are often joined by other fans on the episode so it's usually not just guys for today all sides are represented it's the perfect balance great format long episodes way better actor slash crew interviews than even drama queens because they ask the questions we would all ask and they separate those from the episode discussions so like separate interviews glad to find a few guys out there that love the show as much as i do one two three ravens what a lovely, lovely review. Thank you so, so much. Great review. Yeah, really appreciate that, whoever whoever you are. We got another one. Is it too much to read that one? Nah, go on. <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> I think I sent you this one already. That The only One Tree Hill podcast you need... I'm only moderately interested in One Tree Hill. I dropped off before the end of the show and I've never watched an entire series a second time through. But when Drama Queens came out, everyone's led here from Drama Queens. Um, I was curious and discovered this wonderful show instead. Simon and Dom are lovely and banter in ways only old friends can. 
It's a good point. Call me fucking Colonel now. Oh, Put Jesus. In front of it. Call, Colonel. call me the fucking Colonel. You fucking Colonel. Yeah, don't swear at me. Yeah. Call me Colonel. You're, you're the Colonel. You're the Colonel. Colonel, Colonel, Colonel. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you, everyone. Um, <laughs> their humor and tangents are, frankly, some of my favorite moments. One Tree Hill on its own would have lost my interest long ago. Now I listen for the hosts. That's so nice. Their movie reviews are also worth your time. The same brilliant humor with the shift in focus offers a nice break from the heightened teenage drama angst. So again, thank you so much. That is so, so kind. And we really appreciate that. Dom? Yes, very much so. Thank you very much, whoever that was. Um, You're an absolute superstar. And yeah, it means the world to us. And it helps us kind of spread that message and gets other people to listen to. So, yeah, thank you so much. Let's talk about judgments. Chuck, allow me to be the first one on this podcast to ask you these judgment questions in the correct order. (laughs) Who was your favorite performer of this episode? Performer, actually... It was kind of touched upon earlier by everybody, but Jackson Brundage, um, Jamie, he nailed it. Kid's got a lot going on. He almost drowned. Stuff going on with his parents. Um, he might have water in his just, lungs. We don't know. The reoccurring, the reoccurring Dan nightmares. I mean that we that was not really touched upon, but he brought that up again. And yeah, he's got a lot going on, and he's got one. He just wants his parents back together. I thought it was a really good performance. He showed a lot of vulnerability and such with those scenes because he just was just desperate to get them back. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Sorry. Good call. I like that. Dom? Um, I chose Bevan as my favorite performer. So Bevan, whatever <laughs> her name is, um, because she sort of popped in, was kind of like the life of the party in the middle of, you know, Macy's where she was working and yeah, just thought she really brightened up the episode a bit in the moment where it was a bit like, okay, we had Lucas and Lindsay and um, Brooke and Owen being silly and trying to be funny, but she just like took it to a whole new level and I thought it was brilliant. So I actually picked Bevan as my favorite performer. Uh, And you, Simon? I actually went with Jackson Brundage, Jamie as well. And particularly for the moment when he's sat on his bed and he's talking to Brooke and Owen and he has that line where he's like, is he your boyfriend? Like it just seemed really natural, his facial expressions, all of it. I thought he was really good and shined through in this episode. Chuck, who was your favorite character of this episode? Millie for being so damn patient with mouth. <laughs> um, just another fun performance from her. You know, she just kept pop- like she didn't really do much after, you know, the the talks with um, mouth. Other than just keep squirting him with uh, silly string. She should have been spraying. She should have been macing him. Honestly, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, be careful of that too when you go to meet Chad, just in case he might that, that security guard might be a little antsy. You just want to pull out the pepper spray. So, um, but yeah, just, you know, just for her being very, once again, being extremely patient with a very misunderstood fellow. Yeah. Good choice. Dom. 
I doubled up. I went with Bevan. I thought Bevan just changed the the, the tone of the whole episode, uh, and it was a really fun scene. So all the reasons I said before as well. So yeah, I stuck with Bevan on that one. And what about you, Ty? I'm going to go with Skills. I liked his uh, kind of dressing down of Haley and just giving her and and them sort of reconciling and him being gracious. The way that he said it as well was like you know with all due respect and it's not he didn't do it in any kind of mean way he did it as Mm. a good friend to her and to nathan and to jamie so i thought i thought that was really nice i thought he played a great a great role in that episode good choice what about your favorite background performer one line or less i had trouble with this i kind of cheated and i went with chester (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't talk he's not really in the forefront there you go I, have we seen Chester's like hutch or hut or what What do they live in hutch hutch yeah I don't think we've seen it yet let's keep an eye out <laughs> Dom uh, I pick there's a guy in Macy's that appears about three or four times he's like in the back of every scene uh, in Macy's every time the camera turns he's there and he's in like a Ralph Lauren sort of greeny dark polo um, jumper with a shirt underneath, like a check shirt underneath. So I picked that guy just because he just kept appearing. Um, so yeah, what about yours, son? I'm gonna go with Narion. I see <laughs> when I see him, it's hard for me not to pick him. You know, friend, friend of the show, of the part, friend of the show, friend of the show. <laughs> what about your favorite line, Chuck? Um, I actually had skills for, yeah, I had a donkey on my list too. <laughs> yeah, that's a great line. I mean, I love Jamie and all, but if he could have just went to bed, the donkey could have came out. <laughs> <laughs> and Dom? Um, well, shout out to Victoria for, you're dismissed, go play. Because um, I thought that was just horrendous, but fantastic. Um, but I actually picked... R-A-V-E-N-S Go Ravens! We haven't heard that for a while, so I went with that. <laughs> nice. What about you? Good choice. My line goes to Dan when Patty asks, uh, and he said he just went, he just got out of prison or out of jail, and she says, oh, what did you do? And he says, I murdered my, dro- my brother. And then she says, did you do it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's shit scared. <laughs> it's just a good comedy moment. We have to point out, it was pointed out on the watch along, that the actress playing Patty is the same actress that played the woman of the night that was injured or beaten up by Psycho Derek in season four. Yes, yes, yes. We like to think that she got her life, you know, back on track and she got a job in a sports shop and then this happened. She picks the best of the best trio has to offer. (laughs) Yeah. Chuck, what was your favorite song of the episode? Um, I did. I, I, I went with ballroom blitz, but I have to stress that that song is just on that cusp of like on your smoke on the waters, your stairway to heavens where your Bohemian Rhapsodies, where it's like, you can't voluntarily listen to this song anymore. 
Like nobody's saying, let's hear Bohemian Rhapsody on the jukebox, you know, like nobody's doing that. They still want to sing in a karaoke, and that's when I always get up and leave. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I went with Ballroom Blitz by it was Sweet. Is that who it was? That yeah. version? Of it? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Classic. Dom? Uh, I'd actually said in the Discord a few days before we watched the episode that I'd quite like it if we had a little bit less of like the sad emo music and stuff. And it was like a bit more lively. And then we saw this episode and it was a bit more lively. So and- there's a, sh- a shout out to Here It Goes Again by OK Go, because uh, that's a great song. If you haven't ever watched the music video for that, it's incredibly low budget. They had four treadmills and they do a, like a routine off these four treadmills. And it's brilliant. Really, really good. Um, but I also picked Ballroom Blitz by The Sweet. It's uh, 70s glam rock at its best. And yes, it's massively overplayed, but it's, you know, it's quality so yeah just went with that and just let you know hillary burton agrees with you the she thought the music was always too emo leaning that <laughs> i mean it was it was the sign of the times but there was other things going on that they couldn't have used you know yeah definitely there we go what about you simon oh well, it is a full house because i also picked ballroom blitz it reminds me of uh they cover it in wayne's world or uh the uh, band, I've forgotten her character's name, but his love interest in her Cassandra. band. Cassandra. yes. Zang. Um, yeah, they cover it. Um, so I love it from that. I, I did actually like the Gavin DeGraw song that was playing while they were in the Bouncy Castle or the Moon Bounce. And it was nice to have some, some Gavin back. <laughs> Good old Gav. We, yeah, we've missed Gav from the we old intro. <laughs> so that was good. Um and then last but not least is the precious precious rating. Chuck, did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? Uh yes. Has it increased, decreased, or stayed the same? I'm gonna say it stayed the same. Dom, the same questions. I had a number and it stayed the same. And Simon, the same questions. I have had a number and it has also stayed the same. Interesting. And we will see after free and divided or together, we will be one, two, three, six, seven. seven. So for clarity there, there's two sevens from myself and Chuck and a six from Simon. Simon, do you care to explain yourself, young man? Explain yourself to our listeners that have listened to 99 episodes of you giving it tens when it's a fucking four and then you give it a six. Please explain. Go. You know, You've never done an episode with Chuck before, but you've just broken his heart. But, you know, just go for it. Come on. Well, if we'd all agreed, then there'd be no debate. And I know Chuck wanted a debate, so. (laughs) It was going to be, I'm going to tell you, it's funny because I I would have gone up. I don't know if I would have gone down. So Interesting. (laughs) Well, okay. Well, I'm interested to hear, uh, you know, your perspectives. I, I think... It was a good episode, but it feels like it's building 
it feels like we're trying to we're moving things along but there wasn't anything like the skills Haley stuff i really liked seeing bevin was good dan obviously always good but yeah there was just some like the brook stuff really not interesting me at the moment um yeah some bits were just a little bit meh. take you it or leave it say that this is a pretty bad episode for the core five in terms of interest and mm-hmm. everybody else everything involving everybody else is better we've got all these returns you still have rachel what's going on with rachel all these other other people returning Dan's out of prison. You almost just feel like, like even when I rewatched it and you get to the, the ending scene with Haley, it's like, Oh yeah, these people are getting married and these, this, this one's got a marriage falling apart. Like I was more interesting in, more interested in everything else going on. Maybe I could go down to a six. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh no. Well, I'm not saying I'm changing it. I'm not saying I'm changing it, but if we, if we had to like, you know, if it was like, you know, my way or the highway, I think I, I could see why you could see six. Okay. What what do you think, Dom? Yeah, I I understand why you've gone for six. I get it. Uh, it's interesting that you went there. I, I naturally would have thought you would have gone higher because it's setting up for more stuff to happen because we're, we're leading for, for, for things to, to kind of kick off in the next episode. And usually you, you quite like those episodes, but I guess that the, the key five were flat, really flat. You know, the, the kind of Lucas Lindsay stuff was a bit bland, wasn't it? And there's a lot of bland moments, but I think the, the positives outweigh the, the bland a little bit. So seeing Bevan was, was fun and entertaining. And we find out that she's had a kid with Tim and they called it Nathan and it's all very exciting. And just watching them all kind of put two and two together and working that out. And, um, that was just like the funniest moment of the episode. Victoria was just a horrendous bitch, which was fantastic because she does it so well. Brooke actually finally decided to stand up for herself and fired her. Um, even though she was like horrendous with Owen, all her scenes with Owen are just shit. Um, <laughs> if I could cut them out, I would. If I could cut Rachel out, I would. Um, but actually Rachel had a, a, a couple of, you know, funny moments when it was Rachel Payton and, uh, Brooke, when Chase turns up, that was as much as I didn't like him at all. It was a good kind of shocking moment because it was like, oh shit, you know, this is, you know, I, I, I took his virginity and now I'm with his best friend and it's all a little bit awkward. So the awkwardness was actually quite good. I quite enjoyed that. And Chase seemed fairly decent. Um, I was kind of decent with Peyton as well. Um, skills as well. Skills and Jamie just kind of smashed it as well. Just kind of out, you know, knocked it out of the park a little bit and skills best episode by far. So pushes it up to a seven for me. And I think just for the, kind of the the non-core characters the the fact that dan is back as well and you know is already you know playing games with people um shall we say um it, it just means it's going to be a great setup for the next episode when he appears at the wedding and you know calls people whores and things so <laughs> yeah that's what i'm going for but uh, chuck could could he get you Oh wait, are you? We're at the same number, mate. You, yeah, yeah, Chuck, you're happy to stay at a seven. Yeah, yeah. Like I can see why you think it's a six, and like yeah. I said, I was just kind of like going over the more negative than the positive aspect of the episode, and 
I'm still at a seven, though. I think I'll stay at a seven. I'm 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 happy to come up to a seven. I think I've nicely done. (laughs) I must apologize. I think I've been a bit low energy tonight. I think uh, I'm still, well, I am almost pretty much better, but I'm there. Yeah, I'm a bit low energy here tonight, but it's in my heart and my veins is One Tree Hill. I'll carry it for my life. <laughs> and I'm ha- I'd be happy to give it a seven. So I think that's good. Dom, nice. please document it in the official archives of your spreadsheet. Already done. Here I would just like it. to say the next episode, so the episode that we're going to go and watch in about, you know, 15 to 20 minutes time. Very excited to watch the 100th episode. I think it's going to be a big one. I think there's going to be lots that happen. I do, however, I will say this now. I will not rate it a 10 if people like, De- if there is the wedding episode, if people like Deb and Karen, and we haven't met Lily yet, but if they're not in the episode, it's a load of old bullshit. What son gets married without their mother there? It was just ridiculous. What? But, so. but we've seen Deb this season, haven't we? Have we? Very briefly at the beginning, I think. So we know she's about. If we haven't seen Karen, if Moira Kelly, you know, hasn't been in season five yet, are you marking that the same? Because you might be that we might not see Moira Kelly again. She might not reappear. But. You know, I'm hoping she does. It, I, I hate it when TV shows do this. I, I said this in the watch along where they have a wedding and it's a big event and the mom can't make it or whatever because, you know, she's in New Zealand with Andy. But it's it's just a nonsense. Would it's an off-screen nonsense. mention satisfy you? Like, uh... No, 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 no. It's not good enough. What mother wouldn't go to their son's wedding unless they didn't like each other? Unless they had a falling out and there was a problem. I mean, the mentioning has to suffice a little bit because you, you did get at least a mention about um, Keith's parents not being at his wedding. So, but Keith was of an age. Oh, do you yeah. know what I mean? So, this this is the first time Lucas is is getting married. It's That's not true. like his. We also don't even know if Keith's dad even liked him. <laughs> exactly. You know, Royal probably thought he was a piece of shit. You know, oh, yeah. it was all about it was all about Dan, wasn't it? I gotta now. I gotta rewatch that episode. Cause I don't even know if they even like interacted. It he was really him, he tense, asked, Royal, wasn't it? Royal asked Keith how work is, and Keith oh, says, okay. steady. <laughs> Most Keith so, thing here's ever. Their, that, that's their relationship in a nutshell. There you go. If, yeah. uh, Deb not, is not so much an issue, but if Karen isn't at this wedding, if it is the wedding, then it's nonsense. But it's the, the whole point of building tension would be if, if Dan appears. Well, that would be fantastic. But I think that something crazy is going to happen at this wedding. I'm, re- I'm excited. I'm pretty convinced episode 100 is a wedding. So I, I just keep saying the wedding. So I, if it isn't the wedding now and it's some other weird episode, then I'm going to be a bit disappointed. Well, <laughs> yeah. I hope it's a 10 for you, my friend. I hope we get a 10 episode. It would be good. I think season five needs it to bring the average up. It's quite low at the minute. I mean, for for the seasons so far, it's not it's not high. There's a lot of sixes. What's the lowest we've gone? Five. That's our only five. I mean, everything ever. Oh, and the exciting thing we need to organise. So, Dom, next week will be our recording of our one hundredth episode of our podcast for One Tree Hill. We. Like I said, we've 
got about 190 out on our channel, which goes to show all the extra work we've done, the movies, all the other stuff. Um, are you still thinking that we should re- we should record it in the same room? And if you same want to recording, why we not? Could do, we could do it at the office. The office I'm losing at the end of the year. I'm going to a virtual office. Long story short, saving a lot of money. Um, well, yeah. But we could, so, but I still have it for now. So we could record there next week. We could get the pizzas in. We could celebrate 100. What do you think? I like it. I'm all in. I have to work out the mic setup because, but we'll work it out. I'll go in another room. <laughs> yeah, we're in two different rooms in the office building. They're still separate. <laughs> no, it would work out. Um, well, good. Well, Chuck, it has been a uh, an honor, a privilege, a joy, as always. Well, my first time with you on the podcast, but we see you every week. Thank you so much for always being so supportive, for being the true king of the Discord. Nobody can fuck with you there. They wouldn't dare. <laughs> if a new Raven joined up and started getting all loud in the Discord, I'd just kick them out. So do you have any fucking idea what nerve do you think you have to come in here in Chuck's territory? Never. I, I don't know. I, I, li- I like a little noise. So if there is a new Raven out there that wants to join and call some noise, let's, let's bring it. Bring it. <laughs> oh, fine talk. Yeah. Throw it no, it's down. not fine talk. I just, I just, lo- I just love like chaos. <laughs> <laughs> like Joker in the Dark Knight, you know. I don't want to kill you. What would I do without you? <laughs> Dom, your time to say nice things to Chuck. Yeah, Chuck, Simon's kind of said it all. You are king of the Discord. Brilliant to have you on again. Uh, thank you so much for the, the support you give us and for joining us. Um, and you're a superstar. And yeah, I can't wait to have you on next season as well. And you'll change your mind once you start watching my ultimate rage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I'm excited to listen to those. So when you've done your ultimate raven, if if you're choosing, he's gonna for text. It to he's be... like, I don't know what. He's like, I don't know what the fuck he's making me watch. But I'm <laughs> <laughs> I, I, if, I don't know. You know, it's obviously your choice if it goes out publicly or not. But uh, yeah, if you do, I'd. I look forward to listening to it because I can listen to it as like a you know fan of it so it'll be awesome yeah it should be it should be awesome well then there's nothing left to do here Chuck except for you to decide whether you want Dom to dance whether you want him to do an accent an impression how do you want him to do Ravens to see this out well I, I I was struggling with this one but since he's been he just kind of spent few minutes just doing it you got to do it like Devin. yes <laughs> makes perfect sense okay i will ha- gladly gladly do it like bevan okay ready <laughs> yeah get your ravens on three r-a-v-e-n-s raven <laughs> one two three ravens <laughs> <laughs> excellent <Great> choice <laughs>